Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. Surfing the globe, bringing you news, views and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the World Wide Wave. Yes, it's World Wide Wave time, Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. We take you around the globe one queer story at a time. I'm Matt and we are back for 2022 and it is a big year for us. Shannon, World Wide Wave will be celebrating 10 years on air. Very exciting. And um, and uh, we are live from the Joy Studios at the magnificent Victorian Pride Centre. And uh, yes, welcome, Shannon. Yeah, good to be here. Good, good way to start off the year. This week, the annual Midsummer Festival commences. We have 22 days of the best queer arts, culture, events, parties and pride. It's a change Victoria's rainbow community to show its true colours. Midsummer is also a celebration of difference and diversity, and the celebration goes beyond the boundaries of the state of Victoria. In exploring some of the intersectionality, uh, sorry, in some of the internationally focused events, tonight we turn to our regional neighbours in the Pacific. Storytelling is a vital way of communicating across generations and across cultures, and there is a Midsummer event that will do just that. It's called Queer Pacifica, the Rebirth of the Cool. We'll be joined live in the studio by Samoan Fafafine, host of the event Amau Liotalu. It's midsummer time, time to uh, get out the rainbow flags and get ready to celebrate. And a wealth of events are coming up across the next three weeks, uh, right throughout Victoria, not just Melbourne. And one of those events we are looking at tonight with an international theme. Uh, and we welcome to the studio Amal Liotalu. Thank you for having me. Warm Pacific salutations. And welcome to uh, the, this is your first time in the new um, Victorian, pride, well, the new Joy Studios. Yeah, quite amazing. Like, um, yeah, spacey, and I think I could make this my second one. <laughs> <laughs> if we see a bed in the corner, we'll know who it yes. is. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about your show as a part of Midsummer, um, and it's called Queer Pacifica, The Rebirth of the Cool. So what's the cool? Okay, it's it's looking at the narratives of queer uh, queer folks from the Pacific diaspora, based here in uh, Australia. So we've also got um, some interstate um, guests as well, and it's a conversation that centres the voices and amplifies the voices and experiences of LGBTIQ folk who, um, you know, have to 
look at navigating the not only their Western culture, but their own Pacific culture. And these are stories that I felt personally for myself very uh, quite important to tell in terms of bringing them to the forefront and being able to tell our experiences from our, my own Pacific community. And the write-up in the, the Midsummer Guide um, says um, it's a panel of queer Pacific artists as they take up space, share experiences, and Talanoa through storytelling and performance. What's Talanoa? Okay, Talanoa is basically conversations. In culture-wise, in different Pacific cultures, we use the expression Talanoa to bring together or to um, have open dialogue. Um, and it's a, it's a cultural, especially me being Samoan, it's a cultural way of looking at um, centering voices without necessarily being too judgmental. Uh, you're able to sit with uh, people or your family or, or your members of your community and have conversation. And those are conversations that allow you to kind of give you equal... Uh, what you call it, equal, equal uh, platforms just to, just to speak and bring to the forefront whatever you feel you need to discuss. So Dalanor is best described as conversations. But good, honest conversations. Yeah, um, and, and just an open platform where you can able to have dialogue. So like us three tonight that are in the studio, we're having a Dalanor over whatever we're you know, conversing about, and it's a. I think for me, it's a, it's a cultural, uh, cultural. It has a great cultural sensitivity to it. Um, just that it's open, like you're you're open to freely have the conversation, yep, and to speak what well, what how you feel, and so we, you know, on that night, I've um, you know, what I like the participants to is not to actually be in agreement but just to tell their own personal experiences um you know through performance or how they choose to execute on the night on what we choose to talk about and knowing that it can be different you know i'm not expecting us all to be on the the same boat i don't expect us all to be in agreement because we that's are a what, very diverse community yeah, yeah that, that's right and you know um we also have the different ages but also um you know uh we have the different dynamics in terms of you know uh young people using the different language you know to what i say what was 20 years ago so you know being able to bring that to the conversation how we how we navigate those spaces but also from a cultural aspect as well the other um word that caught me there taking up space because uh, we had a chat with a guest from the dominican republic um last year and and they're sort of um they have this thing called street walking which is okay. taking up space and they're sort oh, of saying um make ourselves visible so that people can't ignore us. Is that the same sort of thing? Yeah, I uh, totally agree with that. It's being able to, go, send, like I said at the beginning, centre our voices. So, you know, these are the stories of Pacifica people. And, you know, we're not going to 
we're not going to ask you to do it from what we're so used to from a colonised Western perspective, but try and view it from a, uh, try and bring in the cultural element, you know, what are our challenges, what are our, what are our highs and lows when we go into spaces. And so when we look at um, taking up space, it's the owning of that space and f- feeling free to be able to just tell it like it is or you know, tell a truthful account of what our experiences are as a Pacifica person. Our guest is Amao Leota Lu, and we're talking about Queer Pacifica, one of the great events in the Midsummer Carnival. We've got a heap more coming up as we talk about uh, LGBT rights and life in the Pacific. You're on Worldwide Wave. Where our diverse communities can come together. Joy. We have with us Amao, who is, you know, has... That's one, one of the those, star shows. One of the star shows, yes. In the whole of summer. And who is, according to Anthony, Ari and Leo, a brilliant role model and performer in our community. Mm. Can't wait for Queer Pacifica. Thank you for that message, uh, Anthony, Aria, Ari and Leo. Love your messages. Uh, message in with your any events you're going to in midsummer. Perhaps you've booked something. Perhaps you haven't yet, but you've, uh, you know, flagged it. Certainly Carnival Day this Sunday starts at uh, 11 o'clock uh, at the Alexandra Gardens. Um, is, a, is a must do. Time to get out and about in the sunshine and enjoy it. So I need some tips. I need like a roadmap. That's right. That's what I'm thinking. Me, yeah, that's, I, need, I need people to tell me where to be. That's, that's exactly what we want. Yeah. Now, our guest tonight is Amal Leota Lu. And um, you are from, you are a Samoan Fafafine. That's correct. For somebody who doesn't know, what does that mean? Okay, Fafafine is, it's a layered term, so... I identify in a in in a Western term as trans, uh, but fafafine doesn't adequate to uh, a trans individual, trans female. So it's a layered term because we don't have LGBTIQ as our Westerners. So fafafine is a layered term, but it's more it tends to associate with someone that was male, born male at birth identify as trans femme or female and so that for us is our term or it could actually uh, best uh, have uh, gay males in that term as well so we don't have a term that's uh, we don't have various different terms like LGBTIQ so fafafine is a term that we have for someone like myself or um, best describe someone like myself, or we also have the term fatama, which is the equivalent of someone that may have been female at birth, describes himself as lesbian, uh, trans male. So um, Westerners will probably think there's an inadequacies about that, but as a as a Samoan, we we tend to be okay with those terms. Those terms are layered. Um, those it's two. It's pretty much a third gender, isn't it? It's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, third gender, um, but where uh, where it's challenging for us is those that are born in, say, Australia, where they have to come up with the diff- the ter- different have to fit term- into a box. Yeah, fit into the box. But for us, it's kind of quite fluid. So, and we're okay with that as as Samoans. Yeah. 
Um, for um, in terms of Samoa, in in your lifetime, if if I think about um, LGBT rights in Australia, you know, it's probably you know fifty years ago um, it was illegal to be homosexual. Now we've got a raft of equalities, including marriage equality. In your lifetime, how has Samoan LGBT rights changed, or has it? Um, we still have laws that still discriminate, that can, can legally discriminate against us. Uh, but cultural-wise, uh, Samoans tend to be a lot more receptive or accepting of Fafafine community. And so uh, the laws haven't... To my knowledge, they haven't really been majorly challenged, mm-hmm. and the association that we have over there, the Fafafini Association, um, there hasn't kind of be, you know, there's always been the conversations on how uh, Fafafini are integrated into society. Samoans are fine, tend to be okay with that, um, the, but there's actually been kind of is the Fafafine Association or some Fafafines have never felt the need to kind of take it any further. Culturally-wise, we're okay with that. I, you know, I f- sometimes I sit back from a Western, Western lens and think, why don't you challenge them? But when I look at it, it's just like, oh, they seem like they don't seem complexed by it. And it's something that... Um, whether it gets challenged in the future, who knows? Um, but some, you know, Fafafine, to my knowledge, uh, are okay with it. Bear in mind that we also have um, Fafaf, you know, we also have American Samoa, mm. so their take could be different to ours because they have a different legal system in American Samoa. Um, and so they have an association, just like we have a Fafafini association in Samoa, they have Sophia's. Um, and, you know, we haven't felt the need to challenge because we're able to still live our lives freely. Fafafini can still um, go to work as they best choose to, how, you know, they feel dressed to. Um, and... It's okay. That was one of the amazing things that when I went to Samoa uh, a few years ago, and I hadn't been like in over 40 years, just the acceptancy of Samoan people with regards to Fafafine in Samoa, it was just, it was so amazing. I went, it went during the marriage equality um, debate, uh, debate here debate. in Australia, and it was, you know, the the stuff that you know the heaviness of that here, and then to go to Samoa at the same time, and think to myself, wow, these people don't have problems with fafafines who were teachers, and you know it was just integrated in society, but I think it it stems from being an an indigenous culture that sees everybody as family, and I feel I feel grateful in that sense that. Um, you know, it's a lot more accepting. I don't have to, I don't have to please or I'm not in the the fight mood or the, you know, having to keep affirming. It's like they take you as you are, you know, knowing that, 
you know, there can be differences and um, inadequacies, but they just they were just part of the furniture. And that's a great feeling, you know. Absolutely. Is there a standout Islander country in the Pacific region um, for these type of things or is um, like the like riots or those sort of things or is like where you're from like because that sounds I mean that sounds pretty good um, you know is that kind of the similar kind of in different places uh, there are different organizations LGBTIQ organizations in in different parts of the Pacific uh, you have the you know the the Cook Islands came up for discussion probably two three years ago with the with their laws decriminalization yes in their laws um, so they had their Cook Islands um, I can't remember what the association there was we also have the the Leyte Association in Tonga um, and these are organisations uh, that you know do advocacy work in in the various Pacific Island cultures. Um, the general consensus is that um, it's a it's a lot more affirming with some of these Pacific Island cultures uh, in terms of your your LGBTIQ identity. I think culturally wise, when we look at the dynamic of um, you know, it's a lot more. We we're we're cultures that find it hard to disclude or cut off people. So no matter whether they may disagree of your gender identity or that, um, they still can. You're still connected. You're still there's still some kind of validation. And that I, you know, when I look at my own Western counterpart, you know, Western, um there's a big difference in that acceptancy and, um, you know, mentally that's quite a huge aspect of someone's, you know, self-being, the fact that you're accepted or there's some kind of support or you still are able to um, have your own support network connected to you. I mean, I, I think it's a big challenge to have your family cut you off, but a lot of our families tend to still you know, still be able to hold on to us, which is um, which is quite... In, in, it's beautiful and in some ways a bit foreign to us here. Yeah. Our, our guest is Amal Leotalu. We're talking Queer Pacifica midsummer, And coming up, we'll find out a bit more about Amal herself. You're on Joy 94.9. Summer on Joy. Turn us on. Kia ora, my name is Tatriana, and I'm from the Cook Islands LGBT organization, BTA Association, on the World Wide Wave. You're listening to World Wide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe, one queer story at a time. And I'd like to give a special hello to everybody listening to us on the podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcasts automatically. Find out either at joy.org.au forward slash worldwide wave or on iTunes, or really anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts and leave us a review. Leave us a review um, yeah. because so one let's other people Shannon know. One where says Shannon is my yeah. favourite. Don't, don't you always look at reviews? Like every time I buy something, I always look at the reviews. Yes. So leave a review. It's great. Um, we've been talking about um, Midsummer Tonight, your favourite shows. Had a message in, uh, loving the discussion, fascinating discussion from Stefan. Thanks, Stefan. Have you got any shows booked yet? I haven't got any booked yet. 
That's why I'm needing people to tell me where I'm meant to be. Yeah, like I need them to build me a timetable. I've been a, <laughs> I've been a little hesitant just because of like the COVID of it all to like commit, but I'm ready to like commit now. I think, and I think everybody's everybody's got their COVID plans. Yeah. Everybody's you know got their masks indoors. They've got everything yeah. sort of sorted. So now now's the time definitely to yeah. get on and make bookings. And I, the other thing I like, I, I booked a few shows over at Footscray. There's a lot of um, um, smaller venues where you can go as well. You know, Theatre Works, the Immigration Museum's got some events on. Gasworks like Art like, Park. I like that they're kind of all over the place too. Do you know what I mean? There's always one that's kind of near you. Midsummer is everywhere. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, we are talking Midsummer and particularly the event um, called Queer Pacifica with our guest Amal Leota Lu. Amal, let's talk a little bit about you if we can. Um, what's your What's your story? When did you sort of um, start to feel a bit different to everybody else and and how did that change your life? I think... Uh for myself, it was just like as a young child, feeling a bit different and then learning to express myself as uh, a shy teenager but hitting the clubs or the cross at, at a young age and then kind of realising there's more of a layer to myself. So, um, yeah, just, you know, getting into my 20s and realizing there's a different layer to Amal and she's going to go this way. And so I think it's it's been there through just, through, you know, knowingly as a young child, but, you know, this freedom to be able to express myself later in the years and, and then evolve as Amal did later on in life. And so... Um, being a you know seeing the challenges that I've had as a trans woman and a trans woman of color um you know has has been met with its highs and lows but have been been able to navigate I guess my own path and had a really good support uh from my family uh, but also from my loved ones friends as well I read actually that you didn't. You've never actually come out to your family yeah. as as oh, you yeah. know, or uh, uh, the why way is that? The way I best describe it is, um, in you know, from from a Samoan cultural term, my culture we don't have a ter- we don't have a coming out, you know. So my coming out that I best describe to people is I came out of my mum's stomach. That's my coming out. <laughs> but the way I, I see my coming out is just the way it evolved. Um, and that's a, for me, that's a more culturally and affirming way of looking at the way that Amal has come about um, from, a, from a Samoan lens that you evolve and you just, you just blend in just how you are. And so we've never felt the need like I felt that it's always been, you know, that I had to have a, like a major thing of, I'm here. But, you know, my loved ones realise, oh, we love you regardless. So that for me is, you know, just affirming and I'm okay with that. I, you know, it's uh, been one of the most beautiful things in terms of finding myself and finding out, you know, you know who I am is the fact that, I've still got my family and the same friends that I've had since, 
you know, making this this decision to, you know, to be a Mao or to transition to be a Mao. Um, We've talked a bit about kind of what it was like, like where you're from and like in your community and that sort of thing. And that's been amazing. Did you come up with like, um, against like discrimination more when you came to Australia then? Like was that like with the differences and stuff? Well, I migrated quite a while ago. I, I think for me it's, yeah, it more so in the Western you know, like when I've gone for things such as work, when I've, you know, like um, accommodation, you know, when I've gone for rental places and just, just you know, like the, the questions that you can consider quite discriminative in terms of, you know, you actually, you know, you've actually said that to, you know, someone, but, you know, it's an ongoing thing with, tra- it seems to be an ongoing with thing with trans people or non-binary people is that we face a constant day-to-day discrimination and you know laws say they do this and that but you know still a lot of my own trans sisters uh, and brothers still face a lot of discrimination in workplace not you know not just in um you know not not just going for housing but you know um, things like employment and those are those are huge things and those are things that for me as an advocate as an activist are worth fighting for because you know we need for people to see we need for people to see that this is a community that faces a lot of discrimination and so we need to continue to keep fighting and affirming the rights of trans individuals and non-binary individuals and you know, um, to the table that we're able to come to the and express ourselves freely, uh, be able to access things, um, with you know, without the prejudices or the discrimination that we uh, a lot of our um community face. It's a um, it, look, we've only just touched on your story, um, but thank you very much for coming in for sharing and sharing that with us. I also love, I, I read on, um, I think it was on your website that your pronoun, your pronouns are she, her, and diva, yeah, and go- oh, and goddess, <laughs> and goddess as we well. Don't forget that one. <laughs> Uh, You won't want to miss this show as a part of Midsummer. It is called Queer Pacifica, The Rebirth of Cool. And it is on Thursday, the 10th of February, 6pm, right here at the Victorian Pride Centre in St Kilda. Tickets at midsummer.org.au. Amal Leotalu, thank you very much for joining us on Joy. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing everybody at our show. Want to hear more? Find out about LGBT life in over 100 countries. Download free podcasts of this show, subscribe to iTunes, or follow us on Twitter. Visit joy.org.au slash worldwidewave. Hi, this is Andre Duplessis from the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans and Intersex Association. Speaking from Geneva on the World Wide Wave. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. A huge thank you to our guest tonight, Amal Liotalu. The event we talked about is called Queer Pacifica. Uh, it's on in the Midsummer Festival. Go to midsummer.org.au for tickets and information.
And thank you so much to those who have contacted us on Facebook, Milo, Hoffler, Liz, Stefan, and a heap more who have enjoyed or interacted with us on Facebook this past week. And if you want to do that, you can get us on W3Joy on Facebook. And also thank you to Alex. Thank you behind to those behind the scenes, our podcast of Heater and our social media master, Dean. And Mel's just sent in a message. Thanks, Mel. We're back, glad to be back on air as well. We'll catch you next week on Worldwide Wave. Thanks for listening to another podcast from Worldwide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe one country at a time. Worldwide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash Worldwide Wave, or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news. Search W3Joy on Facebook now. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.